Welcome to the All Ages RPG Podcast, the RPG podcast for gamers of all ages. I'm Harold, the Dungeon Master of the Guardians of Indir campaign, our current D&D 5th edition game. As we begin, I'd like to talk a little bit about getting to know a new group, a new group of players that you're starting with, or you're starting a new campaign, or anything like that, where you have a new group of people that you're trying to get to know as a DM. Now, as you play together, any group of people that plays together will slowly get to know their strengths and weaknesses, the areas of things that they're particularly good at in the game. This person is particularly good at doing the simple arithmetic for adding up dice rolls and modifiers for a result, or adding up many dice rolled for damage for a fireball, for instance. This person is really good at doing voices. This person is really good about figuring out puzzles. Uh, This person may be good at being funny. So as you play together, any group will invariably figure out what the strengths are. And this will help the group bond as a whole so that As players, we can all support one another in showcasing our strengths and supporting each other's weaknesses. That's everybody at the table. But in addition to that, as a DM, just running games and paying attention to what's happening, you will also learn about what your players like, what they maybe don't like as much, and what they could hardly care less about. You learn this by trying different things as a DM. You'll figure out what kinds of humor they like, whether it's sarcasm or slapstick or wordplay and puns or pop culture references or irony or absurdity. Different groups like different elements of those, just like they like different elements of combat, whether it's some more tactical combat or... They like combat where they really feel that they're powerful or they really like to be challenged in combat and there's always the risk of death. They may also like different kinds of role-playing and there's a lot of different kinds of role-playing, whether you're interviewing different NPCs and interacting with them or doing the funny voices or just interacting with the other players and developing a banter between the other players. There are different ways of role-playing, just like all these other aspects. And as you run games, you will learn what they like, what they gravitate toward, the things that they talk about after the session that they really enjoyed. And you can slowly tailor your game to support the things that they like and showcase the things that they like and downplay maybe some of the things that they don't like as much. But in addition to their general preferences, the things that they enjoy and maybe don't enjoy as much, there's also the mood of the group in the particular session you're playing in the moment. Every player, every group has its own preferences, what they generally like and what they don't like. But their mood in the particular game session may or may not align with what they generally like. You may have prepared, because your group really likes investigation and puzzle solving, you may have prepared a murder mystery, and you have a whole bunch of witnesses for them to interact with and interview, and suspects to identify, and clues to gather, and riddles to solve. But in that session, they're really not into it. What do you do in that situation? You could just bull through with what you've prepared, but I want to caution you that that isn't going to please anybody. If you've prepared something and you've put your heart and soul into it, and you insist on running that, even though it becomes clear that the group is not into it, for whatever reason, nobody's going to be happy. Even though you're playing the thing that you've prepared, you're running the thing that you've prepared, they're not going to enjoy it. 
if the mood isn't right. And if you force something on them that they're not in the mood for, they're going to be unhappy with it. And then you're going to be unhappy. Nobody's going to be happy in that situation. So what you need to do to develop, and this is a skill that you're going to practice and you're going to develop and you're going to nurture over time, is to be able to read the mood of the group at the table, to figure out what they're in the mood for. That group, in this hypothetical example, may have had a really rough week. They may have finished finals, or they may have been laid off from work, or somebody in their family is sick, or whatever, and they arrive at the table and they just want to be silly. The silliness doesn't really match up well with the investigation-type story. So what do you do in that situation? Well, you need, in addition to being able to uh, read the mood of the group, to discern what they're in the mood for, you need to have a willingness to discard or just set aside what you've prepared or what you were expecting to run in favor of something that suits whatever the mood is. Now, you could modify it to make it a silly investigation, but maybe you could set it aside and improvise or insert some other content that you've prepared that suits the mood as a little side quest or a distraction or a one-off thing before they come back at next session with their more normal attitude ready to do an investigation and really get into it. So there are two ways to figure out this mood of the table. The first is really obvious. You just ask the people when you're starting your session. Ask the players. And this takes the form of two questions that I've found useful. The first question is, what have you really been looking forward to? And the second question is, what are you in the mood for? And the answers to these questions are actually fairly distinct from one another. The first question really kind of confirms or corrects your impression of what the group is really into in the current storyline, whatever is going on. Maybe the answer to that is that they're not actually interested in who killed JR. And so you can revise that investigation storyline to something that they're more into, something that aligns with what they've been looking forward to. Or maybe it confirms that they are really, they really want to find the killer. But the second question says, oh, I've had a really tough week and I just want to crack heads. Then you know, okay, that kind of sets the tone for what you're going to be running in that session. That's one way to do it, is to just be upfront and ask a question. But if you don't do that or ask those questions, if you don't do that, however, you can also just develop the skill of reading the table, which is watching your players and listening to them, seeing whether they're really enjoying what is happening in the game as you're running it. Are they smiling? Are they laughing? Are they really expressing delight in what's happening? Whether it's tragic stuff happening to their characters or whether it's triumphs for their characters. The players will be delighted if they're enjoying it, and they will show that delight. If they're less than delighted, if they're not showing delight in the normal way to which you've become accustomed, then maybe you want to adjust it in some way. And often, players will improvise or act with their characters to provoke something, even if they're not aware that they're doing it they will act to provoke something that they're in the mood for. They'll start being silly, or they'll start attacking an NPC, or they will start seeking to open a conversation with a shopkeeper, which is a minor character you haven't even named. All of these are clues as to what they're in the mood for. So reading the table is an important skill. With that, let's get back to our Guardians of Indir game. This is episode 7, which begins our first game session of 2018, recorded on January 13th. It's also our third game session. 
We ended the last episode with the PCs starting to investigate further rumors about Steve Ganelon. So now we return to the Dragon's Blood Tavern. Gigner and Son, proprietors. around the table today and um, I'm curious because I haven't looked at everybody's character sheets I'd like to find out about what your character's flaws are as oh. that is a mechanic that will help me recognize when you're playing to your flaws and so award I'm going to have to find what my flaw was because I lost my original character sheet a long okay. time ago. That's fine. You already know that story. I can go around this way then, so... No, start off with me because then it will end up in last. Very good. I'll start with you, but we'll go counterclockwise. Okay. Right. Do I need to say my name? Sure. I'm Corbin. I play Balasar. Okay. His flaws is that he'd rather eat his own armor than tell anyone that he's wrong. Okay. And a flaw that I'm still working on is, is that if someone makes him really mad, he just bursts out in rage and starts attacking anyone okay. who's made him angry. Very good. So, my name is Lucia, my character is Kanju Colwyn. And his flaw is that he'll do anything for gold. So if somebody's like, as long as it's not like assassination. Leave your team, I give you money. <laughs> yes, as long as it's not like assassination or desertion, he will do anything for gold. My name is Blake. I play the role of Squeak McSqueakerson. You have to look at your name tag. Yes, I do. Um, and my flaw is I can't keep a secret to save my life. Which is bad. Yeah. She is a changeling. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's yeah. kind of funny that you have this closeted lifestyle, but yet here you are. You're like, I can't keep the secret that my existence can change for. No, they would have to ask directly. Are you, are you, a, you know, are you a changeling? No. And I'm like, no, I'm... Definitely. I'm not a changeling. You're a changeling. <laughs> yeah. Th- <laughs> what? What? Oh. How could you? You no. accuse me of such treachery. <laughs> just, just throw your hat on a chair. Perfect. Witch. Very witch. Good. <laughs> Hair whip in the background. I am Arya, and I play Visuna. And her flaw is that she panics whenever she feels restrained or trapped. That's good if we're stuck in a cage in an enclosed echoing cavern. Yeah, this That's is not going to get annoying soon. Honestly, it's going to be... You're I think so it's gonna good be, at giving me ideas. I yeah. think... Honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to role-playing that flaw. Kib, I know you're not ready yet, so I want to say one thing. Every time I do a role-playing game, I keep giving ideas on how to kill our team. Just out of the blue, I'm like, I'm totally not expecting a dragon to appear. And then ten minutes later, my friend's like, there's a dragon! What you gonna do? It's invisible! (laughs) Oh my gosh. Roll your perception to see if you live. T-Mat swoops down from above and attacks. (laughs) And it's like, that's, oh, I, 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 I jinx our, I'm kind of a curse. I either roll bad whenever I see a squirrel, when I'm playing D&D specifically, and I always give the dungeon master ideas to kill each other, everyone. Flying yeah. It's like a flaw. It's a I'm, I'm, that's just my curse, because I know Caleb is still looking for his flaw. I, I've got, I've narrowed it down to two, but I know if I'm able to do two rules-wise, if that's... Yeah, I've done two. I have a rage that... Just makes me go berserk. Okay, then I'll... If you think that that's not going to disadvantage you too much, that's fine. I think it's actually... The first one's really minor, the other one makes more threat. So the first flaw is 
that Clyde is convinced that he can out-trick anyone, that oh, no gosh. one can trick him. Like, he's the best of charlatans. Here, this isn't water, it's ale. And the other one <laughs> is... And the other one is that he's kind of greedy. He's a little too greedy for his own good. If there's money involved, he, he wants the Okay, money. so I have to push <laughs> these two away from any chests. Actually, I'm going to let them open it first in case it's a mimic. <laughs> Clyde's like, money, I know mimic. And then Vaisuna's just like holding on to the back of his shirt like, All right, can, you, can, is can you just like, stay near him just in case like a, he does that? It's kind yes. of like the moms who have the leash monkey thing for the kid. <laughs> You're just holding on to him. Oh, like, yes, Vaisuna but, needs a child leash for Clyde. Yes. I decided to be in my previous D&D game with Arya, with her as my dungeon master. I was running around opening stuff looking for secret items and passageways because mm. I'm addicted to those. Mm. And I opened three tombs just all at once just like I think I pushed one with my head and I opened them and three skeletons popped out. The worst part is that he had an ally with him who was literally about to warn him that there were skeletons <laughs> in there but then they had everyone had to deal with the encounter because I the, their names though Spoopy 1, Spoopy 2, and Spoopy 3 I have to identify <laughs> them somehow Hmm. Are they scary? Just, just no, they're spooky. Scary just a little spooky. <laughs> they're not scary, they're just spooky. No, spooky is more scary than scary. So, refresh my memory. You're about seven feet tall, and how seven large is Vaisuna? I think, well, definitely not as big as he is. Right. Okay. Smaller? Hobgoblins are roughly how they're pretty close to human size. Yeah, bugbear in this universe core, bugbears are. For a hobgoblin, are you on the large side or average size? I'm probably a little on the smaller, skinnier side. So the five of you are in the Dragon's Dragon's Blood Tavern. And in the Dragon's Blood Tavern you have been uh, recuperating from your travails before and the shock of seeing a troll and a burning building almost being killed by elves that appeared out of the woodwork (laughs) quite literally like like the vermin they are and they're not vermin they just have pointed ears and are very annoying I don't like pointed ears sorry if I seen that no offense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the face, the grumpy face of squishing your face. That's like, that's actually a really cute thing. All right, that's awesome. I have to say the background things or else they don't get the jokes. We appreciate that. Hobgoblins have pointy ears for anyone who's wondering. In this universe, yes. do dragonborns have pointy ears or are they just scaly? I think they just have lizard ears. I think they just okay. have little holes in so there. Yeah, they have, like, they just got holes. Ears or, I like, know, like some people give them like the frills. frilled ears. I think the frilled ears because I don't because in Hero Forge you can't remove their ears, so I'm gonna make. <laughs> I can remove them. their ears. You can. Yeah, you just. It just doesn't look good. I made it look good with. Well, wait, no, I got rid of the face. I added a dog face. Anyway, yes, you um, gave him a dog face instead of a lizard face. Because it had a longer muzzle. Anyway, back to the story. Okay, sorry. Sorry. You're in the dragon's blood. <laughs> you've been enjoying your. T- yes. Well, Kanji doesn't have any visible ears. Because you're a bird. So your ears are I'm like this, like an owl, or all like slanted. Just kidding. with human ears now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever On a thumb around its nose. <laughs> <laughs> is that even biologically My possible? <laughs> Wait, the question is, is that really no deep, one just noticed really that you... That's a deep-voiced Arakaka. And it comes waddling up. It's like a penguin and a cockroach. Penguin. These are my trophies. <laughs> oh, oh man, I guess I'm wrong. ready to go silly as well. wrong. The speed for a narrow cocker isn't 25, it's 20. So, bump, super bump, slow. Bump. That's really slow. Wait, wait, wait. How is an air cockroach slower than a, it's, it's a, an speed. over 300 pound dragon? Boy? They don't, well, they you don't have, have longer legs, they and don't have, I don't. And I can't bend my knees forward. And, yeah. So I'm just like doing this little birdie hop thing. Their legs aren't meant for walking. <laughs> These legs aren't meant for walking, so that's just not yeah. what I'm gonna do. <laughs> okay, oh, let's get back. Yeah, let's go on Obala. with the story. Yes. And where we left off, we were at the Dragonborn Tavern. Yes, and 
the proprietor comes by and offers you a round of drinks, the ale from the house, and sees if you would like to have any of the the meal. And you may remember I went into, I'm not going to go into the whole story again, but the Dragon's Blood Tavern was founded by... Gigner. Olin the Gigner, right? Gigner. And his son, young Gigner, continued and... Little Gigner. No, exactly. it was Big Gigner and then, and then, and then Big Little Gigner. Gigner and Little Gigner. Which are the opposite of what their names are. The giant young man who is even a larger dragonborn than you yourself. He's and talking to Balasar. I'm kind of on the camera on his shoulders. <laughs> and Why didn't I make him 11 feet? I think that'd be way what? too tall. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. You can't go No, places. I can't. Right. You'd have to be like, we can't take this. you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Okay, I guess I'm going to wait outside again. Yeah, your head just like crashes. But that would be a little bad because I'm the heavy damage dealer yes. in the group. And Okay, the plan, it's the same as always. We go in, lure them out, and then he hits them with a tree trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Need a tree trunk, <laughs> but actually, a, can I throw a tree? No, because no, like, if you were eleven feet tall, but Aww. that's not canon. You, you can you can throw a sapling. That might happen through gameplay, but you're not Ooh, there yet. a curse to save me. save the tree throwing for all the fan fiction writers. <laughs> if we have a good fan base, I want to throw a tree. Sad face. So, little Gigner is serving ales and birria. If you want some goat stew, there's there. Yes, the delicious famous. Give me five rounds of that famous Gigner ale that I've heard so much about. Yes. Where are you gonna be paying? Where are you gonna be paying for the keep four the rounds? Gigner ale coming. That's fine. Anything for the heroes of India. I I thought, it used you. to be the wait. It's the guardians of India, not the heroes of. Gigner. Okay. Gigner? I said Gigner! Indier! <laughs> the guardians of Indier! I am the guardian of Gigner! New podcast title, The Guardians of Gigner. We're here to guard the Gigner. <laughs> and there's like okay, all these thieves off. coming in to try and take Dale. There are, like a Draculich comes in. There are in, There is a threat of industrial espionage, and so you must protect the formula. Wait, is that really canon to the story now? That would be. That's not that where it's be a going good subquest. Oh, good. That yeah. would be a good not subquest. Yet, it make a good filler episode. Now we not know what to do for our live shows if we have any. But yeah. I thought our filler was gonna be the the team doing karaoke. Yeah, whatever. Um, we already did that that's though. More filler. Outside the podcast. Oh yeah, we did karaoke. In character karaoke. Anyway, moving on. Harold. So the Gignors come by and ask whether there's anything else that you need. And they know that you and Karen, your patron, are interested in any news of Steve Ganelon. No, it's Steve Ganelon. Steve is just an armored guy. Steve Ganelon. <laughs> and so they've heard some rumors from a person they know whose name is Nikonius. And so they offer to take you to meet Nikonius because he's leery of coming to the Dragon's Blood as the Dragon's Blood is visited by so many officials and members of the Guard. Not the Guardians, but the Guard. No, we're we're here too. Upstanding citizens. Upstanding citizens! Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Could you the say pow pow. could you could you say that again in common or Aarakocra? I didn't understand that. We were speaking the iconic the whole time. I'm sorry. It's hard to be a polyglot. <laughs> grumble, grumble, draconic sounds. Don't if I can out the wind. First of all, that. Oh, sorry. That's not sorry. how draconic sounds in this universe. <laughs> oh wait. No wait. Sorry. I actually speak Draconic, so... Wait, you do? Yeah, I speak... 
There's something in my stew! Sorry, I think I put a fly in there. Am I the only person no, here who can't speak Draconic? I can't either, but I, I have no deep speech. Uh, Your writers must have came ill prepared for that one. I'd, actually, no, I think that's too big Sorry, for a fly. I think, I think that's a goat in your stew. Should I take it out? So, does your deep speech ever come into play yet? I mean, is this something that you... Do you mutter in it when you're irritated, or is it just it a secret skill? Yes. yes. Not that yet. Is, that would be fun. Not yet. Wait, so what is deep speech? Out of it's, um, it's, it's the... The holder speech. Yeah. The what? The holder speech. The what? The it's thing with the big the, eyeball that has the a... language of things that we live very deep underground that have never seen the sun. That's probably not going to come in handy anytime soon. Same Is there some way that you'd like to interact with one of the Gigners and respond to this offer? Well, little Wait, Gigner. Wait, can I give Gigner a tip? Yeah, but I think that your brother. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> the three-foot-tall recordable is talking. <laughs> okay. Little Gigner, you're talking about a guy, Arconis, Arcanus, coming over, right? Niconius. Niconius, yes. I can take you there. I'd say we should look into that. I mean, it might be useful. Who knows, maybe there might be an adventure hiding our way, everyone. Probably couldn't hurt. High five. Uh, uh, as long... I hope... As long as it, we can earn some gold from this. You got, he's, he's got a good point there. Gold is quite important. I mean... It's not like you see gold every day, so, you know. These feathers oh. are quite impeding. <laughs> I do want some new money to buy me a new mug. Kay. I broke mine. Corbin, I have to stop you here because I can hardly understand you through your accent. Well, it's deep and grumbly. Yeah, yeah let's just go back to the normal Balasar. I can barely this understand. This is my Balasar voice, Okay. <laughs> Let's just let it slide. I'm pretty sure the accent will go away with time. No! <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, lads. Let's it's, just get a little crazy. Well, says little Gaynard. <laughs> <laughs> that was big. I can take you to see Niconius uh, in a little while once uh, Big Gigner will let me take some time off. We have the next shift coming in in a little while, and I can take you there then. But he's not going to pay you to give you information. Usually it goes the other way around. Maybe your patron would be, if the information is helpful, maybe your patron will pay for it. Maybe Canada can give us that holiday bonus early. We're getting paid for this? (laughs) How do you know? How did I know that? It's okay. <laughs> Everything will be fine. <laughs> just, just saving up back here in the corner for, for one of these futuristic board games that they've invented. Board game? What is a board game? Sounds boring. Well, did you know that I recently bought a role-playing game? What is it called? Dragons and Dungeons? <laughs> Actually, you're exactly right. <laughs> it just came out. It's so fun. Busted by you. Try it out sometime. <laughs> I got the time. I love Squigs' voice. It's really cool. Um, but, but no, I've, I've never heard of a board game. I'm, I'm not saving up for anything at all. I'll take a nice fantasy limo. Anyway... <laughs> Gignar. That's funny. I would have thought you'd be saving up for a nest egg. <laughs> what? Go ahead. How about this? On your break, you take us to see our Arcanus, our Arcana, Arcon, uh, Narconus. Niconius? Niconius. I'm like, names? Niconius. So close! I'm a PC. Names aren't my thing. <laughs> okay, Siri, we get it. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, all right, so sing Niconius. We, we can do it on your shift, right? Sounds good? Very good. Awesome. I'll take more stew! More bidia coming right up. 
I don't. I don't think that's a fly in your stew. I think that's a goat. <coughs> yep, goat. So you continue eating and talking with one another and wondering <laughs> what you're going to hear. What from is a board game? And I, I don't know. I just made that just up. Keep talking you hear the horns from the city watchtower. to the party. This is crazy. Well, these are some cheap sounding horns. You know, it sounds like I'm playing some hands down and I'm blowing. What is I can't even finish it. Thing. So you hear horns, and you know that the horns come from the watch in the watchtowers calling an alarm. Some threat to the city has manifested that they have seen. They're orcs in pajamas! Why? They're orcs in pajamas! Okay, my turn to saying What? So far, you're in the inn, and there are horns outside. I uh, went to the wall! Let's go outside and see what's going on. Follow back. Yes. yes, let's. I rolled a 19 to run through the yes, wall. Yes, let's, let's. Yes, <laughs> <or> no. <laughs> yes, so let's. Rather than going out the door, Final, which is yeah, getting a little crowded again. by people, other patrons going outside to see what's happening. Don't go out <laughs> Balasar smashes open the shutters and leaps through the, the window out into the street. Little Giggle is just standing there. What? My window. My window. And, and I and Kantu just like runs outside and starts flying around. It's like ah, it's a burb. It's a plane. It's a burb. It's a verb. <laughs> Clyde looks over to Vaisun and says, Ladies first. You're a verb. I'm already outside. Apparently you're right. <laughs> you're drunk. So out in the street, yeah, there are like, people <laughs> running out into the street from all the surrounding buildings. And there is smoke to a few blocks away. And you see... Uh, I rolled a 19 to bullet through the smoke. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Wait Dude, for stop. him to stop describing. <laughs> okay. just can't stop rolling. Yeah, you hear stop. smashing in the distance. Uh, heavy, heavy, deep, thudding noise. Sounds and, like it's wrestling season. And then there is a crash, and you see, particularly Cantu flying up, you can see shapes, large humanoid shapes, Orcs. at the wall that are close to the size of the wall. Giants? Trolls. They have arrived. There are guards on the that tower, which is on fire, and they are trying to beat out the flames and shoot at these enormous figures. They should use the fire to light their arrows on fire. And they grab something that they've been dragging along behind them. And they're messing about with something that they've been dragging behind them, like a large log or something. And that's what you see in a glance as you spiral up. Everybody, inside the Trojan horse, quickly! Are in favor of finding out what the heck is going on? I want to smash oh, something. The more of you see that Kantu has flown up and is peering at something over where the smoke is. Yeah, and Kantu, Kantu, cause not calls, cause down to you guys. Hey guys, there, sorry. Hey guys, there's something. There's something. There's something wrong over there. Let's go. Let's go. You're not even gonna tell us what is there. You know what it is, Kantu. I want to smash there, it. There's some. Uh, not not to make you go in a frenzy, because I, no, 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 but I think there might be Remember trolls folks, at the wall. I think there might be trolls at the wall. You said trolls? Trolls or orcs, one or the other. Orcs! Trolls, laddie. Like, like the big green thing that we fought in the middle that nearly crushed us. I burnt it. 
<laughs> yes, you did. Um, I sound like an that's idiotic. It. I'm ready to check this. I sounds like an idiotic brute with the intelligence of twelve. <laughs> I shouldn't be an idiotic brute. Okay, let's go ahead and see what's going on. All right. So running through the <laughs> streets, there are a number of people that are running away from it, normal citizenry, and there is a colossal crashing noise as the wall is being battered. And you can see smoke as you're running up to the wall now. As you remember, the wall is 16 feet tall. You guys were very specific about the height of the wall. Oh, yeah. 15 cubits to the wall. It's going to be huge. Oh, God. It's going to be huge. No political joke. Once again, Steve's success, he built the wall. (laughs) No. Okay, political jokes have been initiated. It's and firing the laser. A guard tower that is significantly taller than that. Twice the height. At the wall, and the top of it is on fire. <laughs> and you can see that the archers on the tower are firing down as others are trying to put out the fire. So far, there doesn't seem to be any magic in play. But you know that there are magic defenses that will be arriving shortly from the guard. The, the guard? The guard. The, There's only one guard? And it's no, a wizard? The, the guard as the military that protects the city. Like the National Guard. It's, it's like their police okay, force they just, in their yeah, militia. The National Guard isn't one guy who goes around the whole nation. Because that would be that would, guard. That would be pretty awful the for the guard. The force called the guard. That would be it's pretty awful. Use the force. Hey, force, us. can you come out here? <laughs> just don't mention those dumb metachlorians. What? What's a metachlorian? <laughs> Good you don't remember. It, it's nothing. Yeah. I'm so confused. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So, there's a tower that's on fire. There's a wall that looks like it's being battered on the other side. There are more permanent buildings that are two and three stories tall. So, slightly taller than the wall, or significantly taller than the wall, coming up to the wall, with some space in between them. And then there are shacks that have been built up against the wall itself. That's what you see, and people have mostly evacuated this area. The guard, whatever defense that the city is going to muster, is going to arrive shortly. There are a few that are in the tower now, and they're blowing horns, and the horns are being blown from other guard towers around the city. So what do you want to do? I want to jump over the wall, like parkour over it, and just hammer whatever's on the other side. But that's... Do you don't even know what's on the other side. Exactly. You do not need to roll initiative yet because you don't dice. see anything to fight yet. Okay, I what jump onto the wall. Does Kantu see anything? Kantu, yes. Kantu I've, flying in I've the air. I've flown up this he's, wall. He's up there too. He's a burb. He's oh, a plane. He can be anything. No, wait. You're right. He's a burb. He's a burb. <laughs> the cheesy flying of like in motion in play right now. So it's graceful and natural. Onto <laughs> very natural flying up and circling over and being the lookout and Blake pulling a helicopter for squeaks. It is awkward. Weirdly awkward. It's, it's like a like, helicopter. He's a going. lot of a lot of flapping of the wings. And a little bit of vertical movement. And sometimes he goes in a spiral motion, too. It's flying. He, he's like a helicopter. He's really not good at this flying thing, isn't he? I, I don't think he was taught how to fly. Maybe every he should, air, like... Literally every aircock, right? Even chicken aircock. Is he just a person dressed as a bird? Even chicken aircock is taught to fly. His name is Icarus. Yes, right. So, you don't have to. to, You can easily remain airborne. For squeaks, it's more effortful. And so, you might want to land someplace where you have a good vantage. So, you could fly up to the top of the wall 
You could fly onto one of the buildings. Can I jump on and ride his back, please? (laughs) I want to be on the wall. Do you want to do the parkour thing of scrambling up the wall? Yes. Do you want to try and snag your teammate out of the air? You know, I'm just going to scramble up the wall like a Godzilla lizard thinking. I'm going to follow him. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna right. hop on Balasar's back, and I throw you all. No, and yes, and I'm going to try and stand on Squeaks. I what? throw him off. My no, no, no! I didn't even mention it yet. So I for those off. of you who are going to scale the wall, give me athletics checks. Can I, uh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just fly over. I have a plus three in so athletics. They're tallying that very good. Wow. So you add that to your I rolled a four. <laughs> yeah. Wait, if I have a one, I get to roll again. Because of my... Oh, that's for combat, though. That's an 11. I rolled an 11. I rolled a four. Wait, so where do I check my athletics area? All right, so there are, as I mentioned, I grab shacks all my and lean-tos that are leaning up against the wall. And Clyde runs up and jumps and scrabbles up onto one of these and then he's on top of that and is able to claw his way up the palisade. Think of a cat climbing a wall of To uh, get to the top of the wall. Yes. And there's no problem. He's small. Yeah. Vaisuna jumps up and lands on top of this lean-to and it groans under her weight. And then she's able to kind of vault up there and scramble up. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> 250 pounds. And the lean-to collapses on her. <laughs> and a bunch of kindling, and there's a person there who had built the lean-to looking at you in surprise. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's like, what the heck, man? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm heavy-weighted. You, 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 you destroyed my cabbages, dude. Those are my cabbages. Oh, I thought he said cabbage. <laughs> oh, a it's cabbage. a cabbage. I'm sorry. Here, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll smash some more for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, cabbages. Seriously, seriously, don't. None of us are here to tell him not to. I mean. <laughs> Smash the table with the mic on it, okay? Uh, so, those of you who are on the wall or can see over the wall... <laughs> And you'll get there in a moment, I'm sure. Okay. But so there are four of you that are there and can see over it. There are what appear to be a couple of giants there and a number of other smaller humanoids Orcs? that look mammalian. Mammalian? <gasps> that are there. The smaller ones have missile weapons of various types and they're exchanging fire with the They got RPGs. In in the tower. And as you're popping up, they're beginning to notice you as well. The giants, those of you, are any of you familiar with giants? Any of you have exposure to giants before? Uh, well, not my character. Probably me and Blake. Probably him and Blake if there's any, if there was a war with giants, I guess. But my character has a really, I mean, to me, everything's a giant, but... (laughs) Okay. Every the four of you give me perception checks, and that's a convincing argument for me. So, squeaks, you do it wow. with advantage, and then give me another athletics check to get up on the wall. Wait, my passive. I rolled wow. one. Wait, the passive so perception is, a, is your intelligence. You oh wait, 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 wait. Am I supposed so to roll a d twenty or what? Yeah, that, that oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Fail. So you are struggling <laughs> to get up. <laughs> I'm failing on my rules okay. today. What were the um, perceptions? Uh, 15. 15? One. Okay. <laughs> 10. I'm so sorry. 10. 11. 11. Okay, so this makes sense that Clyde would see this and the others would not necessarily. You notice that these... All four of you notice that these giants don't look particularly well. Clyde, you notice that these giants look troll-like. There is an essential green pallor to the skin of troll giant-looking trolls. And you've never seen anything, and it fills you with a thrill of horror 
at the size of these things. And they are, they have just finished picking up this log in between them. It's like a big tree trunk in between them. And they've set it vertically, and it's about 12 feet tall. Are they going to throw it? So you have continued to scramble <laughs> and claw your way up. Balasar. Yes. The the guy whose hovel you just smashed <laughs> is actually trying to help you, and he gives you a leg up and is screaming <laughs> out of your way. <laughs> but anything to get you out of there. Wait, so what is he's the completely guy? Completely is, is he a dragonborn too? Or Probably. Is he a dragonborn. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's, he's like a really small he, dragon. He's kind still of the like... default. For people in Indir is that they're dragonborn. So oh. if I don't say otherwise, you can consider that they are okay. some variety or, or another of dragonborn. Okay, I was thinking why would I be struggling lifting him up if they're about the same size? He's a large dragonborn. Oh. I'm a 250. They're like a 150 to 200 race. So, mm-hmm. lifting you up and you're able to struggle your way up. What are the rest of you doing in addition to rolling initiative, which I want you to do now? Blake is. Oh, I rolled an eight plus my. Is it still athletics? No, it's oh. initiative. Uh, I got 23 for my initiative. What? Oh. Se- okay. I got 17. Oh my. Okay. Eight. He oh, got a wait. crit. Wait, oh what my. do you add for your initiative? Um, dexterity. Your dexterity. Oh, oh, my dex. Um, squeak's got a natural 20. Out of five, squeak's got a natural 20. No, I rolled an eight. Plus three. So hey guys, we've got a natural 20. No, you don't roll. A natural 20? Eight and since he's using my stats, he's got An achievement has been unlocked. Can I see? I rolled an 11. Turn this in when rolling initiative on a future encounter. You may determine the initiative of one combatant. So he could make one of our initiatives zero. Please don't. Please don't. Please. That would be really true. That would be really For your initiative? Uh, you 17. Thank you. You had told me and I'd forgotten already. I'm sorry. He literally got right. an eight. Eight. 11. Eight oh, wait, plus my deck. Squeak, squeak, squeak. 11. I had gotten 11 too. Blake, Blake literally rolled one point better than I did. Okay, so, Squeaks, you see that a number of these humanoids are turning. There are maybe 15 of them with various missile weapons, the small ones, not the two giants. And they are noticing you guys standing on top of the wall, nicely silhouetted on top of the wall. Oh, no. And Cantu flying around above. Wow, you're literally a sitting duck. Sitting hawk. So you're first in initiative, Flying so hawk. what are you going to do? I'm going to use oh, Dissonant oh Whispers. Dukakakra. Or Whispers of the Axolotl on one of the giants. Whispers of the Axolotl. Uh, what would that sound okay. like? Blub. I'm imagining you just like blub. Blub. So whispers of the axolotl. That's what you're calling it? Okay. Blub. Glub. And this is a save that he has to do? A wisdom save. I knew this was. And what is the target number? Well, let me see. <laughs> While he's looking that up, what is I forgot to mention that I have I could I have divine sense, which allows me to smell if anything's good or bad. So I would know if there's bad guys coming. I just thought I should have mentioned. No, you that. have to. You have and to. That's why you jumped on. Oh, you have to. And, oh. and if you'd know if there's poison in your guts too. No, that's bad this too. Went bad. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. No, it's. I smell Easy. rotten fishies. Uh, okay. Is there no effect of the axolotl with a save? No, there still is an effect. It's just Blood. half the damage. Blood. Blood. And he doesn't run away. In Are you going to do a move? Oh, my mind. As well. Yes, I will start running 
So even though Squeaks has not shared with you the horror that is deep speech <laughs> in the past, there is still something unnerving about Squeaks lately. And as he's there standing silhouetted boldly on the top of the wall with the rest of him, he starts making some hideous, blubbering, wet noises. Thankfully, and somewhat oddly, you can't hear it very well. Like, it's really sub-vocal, almost. It's doing some stuff in his throat. But he seems to be directing it at one of the giants. And the giants are about... Level with eye to eye with Dallas because they are that tall, and he's making these horrible noises. And one of the giants is acting very pained and distressed and puzzled and disturbed. Yes, right, you troll. Right. Strange noise. So, what's the effect? Six points of damage. Six points. Okay. Ooh. Very good. Okay, and Did are you, you moving anywhere? You didn't answer that question before. I will start moving along the wall to draw attention. Like, so hopping and flapping along the wall. Like, hey, look, I'm a bird. Shoot at yes. me. Blub, 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 blub. Do the injured blub. wing thing. Like, no. Oh, no, I can't get away. Draw the predators away. And so ends another episode of The Guardians of India. Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign of All Ages RPG, the RPG podcast for gamers of all ages. You can find All Ages RPG on iTunes, online at allagesrpg.com, and on Twitter at allagesrpg. When we pick up next week, we'll find out what else happens on the wall. Please let us know what you thought. We hope that you've enjoyed the episode. We've enjoyed playing it.